Welcome to another fabulous episode of Sports Matters. Of course, it's Tuesday, March 3. It's Super Tuesday. I am Kevin Drake, your host and your other host, Mr. Matt Burt. Good morning, sir. How are you? I can't complain. How are you? Boy, are, are you still buzzing about that game Saturday night? Because I am. Well, you clinched the Big West, so yeah. yeah it was definitely. buzzing, homecoming. Oh, yeah. What a beautiful thing. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a great show lined up for you. we got a couple uh, really nice guests in here. One guest I've been wanting to get in here for quite some time. We have Elizabeth, who is our intern, and she's actually interning here at KUCI. So she's going to have a show. So welcome to the program, Elizabeth. Hi. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Yeah. And... You were at the game Saturday night. Yeah, I was yeah. at the game on Saturday, and it was my second basketball game ever, besides, you know, like going to high school basketball games. But I was pleasantly surprised at how much I was just like absolutely riled up the whole time. It was like a good kind of anxiety. Yeah, it was really good energy. It was electric. And all the fun stuff that goes on during the game, you know, where they have the parachute drop, and you get free Chick-fil-A or the free pizza, you know, all that fun stuff. And then my favorite is like when it gets down to crunch time, they hand out Nestle crunches. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then the guest I've been wanting to get on for the longest time, he's a freshman here at UCI. He's also part of the new U. Our, our newspaper here, which has gone digital. Uh, Mr. Stefan Jones, good morning. Thank you for making time to get out here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We're so glad to have you here. And, and I know we got a full house in here. It feels like I'm in, we're in a closet here. You got all this beautiful music all around you. and But that's what the radio is all about. It's all about being up close and personal, having a good time. But Elizabeth, talking about that game last night, so only been to two basketball games. You don't know that much about sports, but yet you said you're riled up. You had a good time. Did you really, you know, understand what was going on on the court? <laughs> uh, I actually had a friend explaining everything to me because at the beginning of the game, I did think that they had to get to a certain amount of points to win. <laughs> And I learned that that is definitely not the case, and they just <laughs> have to win by the end of the time. So mm -hmm. I was learning some pretty rudimentary stuff, and now I think I know enough to follow a game, I would say. Absolutely, and they're exciting to watch. I was glued the entire time. Well, it's also the style play they play, and I really enjoy the the coaching by Russell Turner and all the coaches. You know, Coach Ryan, Coach Wilder. I mean, they do an amazing job. They have seven freshmen, nine freshmen total, but two of them redshirted, so seven freshmen added to the team. So you only have six people left over from last year. So you do have four seniors, a junior, and a sophomore. So we're going to lose four seniors, which they do every year. And to see this team grow, and you know, Matt, you know, we went to one of the games, early games, and we saw how they were. They won that game, but now how they've grown and how this this defense intensity that they opened the game with was outstanding. In the first two minutes, there was no score, but it was UCI setting a tone like, you're not going to get any easy baskets. And then John Edgar Jr. got things going by getting a steal and uh, sparking a run, a 7-0 run, which uh, UCSB had to call a timeout. And that's like five minutes into the game. So it's like, oh, it's going to be this kind of game. And UCI definitely put the clamps down. They set the tone for the rest of the game. Amazing performance. And Maddie, what did you think? You know, because you had some pretty sweet seats up there. Oh, yeah. I got hooked up by Chuck Haas, so thank you to him. It was a really good game in the aspect if you're a UCI fan and really frustrating if you're a UCSB fan because they did not make any shots. Uh, the defense is a contributing factor in it. 
I think it's his name is Robinson India. That's Ooh, the only reason yes. why he was yeah. on fire, and he was the only one that was really doing anything. As far as that kind of an atmosphere goes, you didn't see them let up, which is something that when Stefan was in the room with us, Coach was talking about with them letting up, and that's the one thing that he was concerned with. My question is for Stefan, what are your thoughts about this season, and, and how do you think UCI has grown from the beginning to where they are now? Well, I think it's been... It's just been incredibly fun to watch because, you know, like like Kevin said, since a lot of the new guys are all freshmen, it's it's just been fun because since covering the first exhibition game and seeing how far Jerron has come in terms of, like, being more poised on defense and kind of getting into a better offensive rhythm and then seeing Isaiah, how he's become, like, this general, this floor general, and how he's really getting into that uh, – that point guard spot so smoothly it's just it's been fun to watch and also you know being 21 and 10 helps it it makes it makes it a a better experience absolutely absolutely i wanted to ask you a little bit about your position with new university Uh, yes so uh what kind of stuff do you feel like you've learned over the course of your days of writing like you've only done this for a year but how have you seen yourself grow Oh, I, I mean, I actually haven't even done it for a year. It's only been about we're we're rounding up here. We're <laughs> rounding down. Stefan, it's just like Jerron. He's he's a freshman here as well, yep. and look how he's grown. Now he looks like a like he's a veteran on this team. <laughs> yeah. No. So now you've got your veteran shoes on. Enlighten us. It's it's <laughs> uh it's been interesting because I remember the first article I actually wrote. Um, it actually didn't get published because so it was uh, an opinion piece, but it was a sports related opinion piece about the NCAA rules and um, player compensation. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I wrote it. I wrote it too much like a like a research paper. And my one of my sports editors, uh, Christina Reyes, she tore it up. She was like too much here, too much there. It didn't include this. And then, you know, after that, I was like, OK, I this isn't because it was my first time doing journalism so i was like okay this is a it's a whole different a whole different vibe and um once i covered my first game and got the feedback from my other editor henry curry and then i started to get into a better flow a better rhythm and it's ever since then just it's been great i've been talking to our interns too chris and avi just about you know because i feel like they are they're great at interviews and you know like i talked to you guys at that one game uh i just i want to continue to grow and be more confident with my interviews and just you know being open to learning from them and to just gaining their insight it's, it's been incredible no i thought you did a, a great job i mean it, it's it's kind of intimidating and it's it's very nerve-wracking we're in that little room you know and these players yeah. come in they just played a game they want to get out of here so you want to try to make it short and sweet exactly. for them but at the same time you don't want to ask the same questions they were just asked at the end of the game with trent rush and and the other sideline reporters like olivia decker who was actually a uci alum that was the espn reporter uh, that was here this past saturday that was kind of cool to have a UCI alum. Yeah, I'm sure she enjoyed that assignment. So they're asking questions. So it's more or less just asking what you want to write about and kind of get a feel for the game and you know just kind of personalize it. If yeah. you know if, if you want. That's what I've done. And it's kind of calmed me down and relaxed me a bit. So I just get to be my natural person. Sure, the coach is gonna pretty much answer several questions without me even asking. Yeah. You know, especially in that time. I mean he really gave us a lot of good really talked about the team. You know, Matt just touched on that earlier about uh about them letting up where they didn't let up. UCSB did make a run late in the game. It was more or less they were just finding other ways to get baskets and that's what teams do they make adjustments that's what good teams do i mean ucsb is the number two team in the conference so they're no slouch 
They're gauchos, and they're good. The UCI has split with them, so woo, we got the big three games coming up here soon, but not to overlook yeah. Cal State Northridge. Yeah I, yeah, I I think as a whole, you look at this entire season, you have to go, wow, they didn't let up from last year, though. Like uh, They came in with the same kind of mindset, and I think that's the good part about it because you could have the tendency where we did all this, we got to here, we can take this next year off, like we can develop some of these freshmen, but it really didn't end up like that. I think the expectations have always been high with this program, and they, now we're going to see, because this is the real test. This is the final. Like What they're going into, that determines how good of a season it is. Is this next week when they go into the Honda Center and they go play three games in three days. To educate our listeners a little bit. So they have one more home game. Now UCI is... 13 and excuse me 11 and 1 at home so they had a, a really superb home record and thank you to all the UCI students and uh, and all the fans and people from the community coming out supporting they really appreciate it that really what makes it why they're so good at home with that said they close out their home game it's no gimme game you know what the coaches are going to have their team ready to play just the way they're playing on Saturday and the way they've been playing the last several games I mean they've won six straight in this conference so that's uh, that's really tough to do in the Big West because you see these teams twice right and then you get in the Big West tournament and it's the best eight teams so you're going to see these teams for the third time now maybe in the first round you're probably beating this team twice the third time is very challenging and then you're going to see get the rubber matches on some of the other teams where they lost to Long Beach I don't know if Long Beach is going to make it in they they kind of sputtered out towards the end well, every team makes yeah. it. It's the top eight teams that make the Big West tournament. I thought every team made it. Not every team. So they have to play Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night. It's very demanding, especially, you know, so, Stefan, playing that many games in a row. Let me ask while I look this up, because I want to know who is the biggest threat to UCI in this tournament while I look this up. Stefan, you got anyone? Man, that's tough. Honestly, I would probably have to say either Santa Barbara or UC San Diego because I think UC San Diego their three-point threat is what hurt us the first time we played them even though it was a great game it it's they definitely have some shooters who are not scared of us at all on defense and that's, that's true very apparent you know what you make a good point because if those guys they get into a rhythm and they start knocking down those shots it doesn't matter how great defense you play mm-hmm. <laughs> if those shots are going in they're highly confident yeah that could be a tough match for them it could possibly be the second round match unless san diego is in the bracket with ucsb mm-hmm. That would be awesome. UCI will have the number one seed, which is a good thing. So it's possibly those two teams could square off. But I think it's going to be Santa Barbara. Just the way they play UCI tough. They do play good defense. And like Matt was saying, their big guy, number 35, I think his name was Robinson. India Robinson. I think it's Robinson India. Yeah, you're right. India. Yeah, his last name's India. That's how I remembered it, like. Who? How many people with the last name India do you know? Because he'll, he'll be the only one <laughs> for me. There's one player in the minor leagues for the Reds, Jonathan India. <laughs> Look at you. Look at There's you. always going to be another player. I know. Look at me. He just pulled that out of his back pocket, <laughs> man. So top eight teams out of nine. So right now we're yeah. looking at Cal Poly being out. So, so you're, you're right. right. So you're pretty right. much everybody gets to play in the tournament. But the thing is, you already play these teams twice. Once in their building, and they play once here. Now you're in a neutral site. Mm. It's the the rubber match for some 
which would be, I, I think it's going to come down to Santa Barbara versus UCI, but it's hard because you play one game on Thursday, great. You know, you play a good performance, you had time off in between. Now you got to do this, come right back and do it Friday night, and the game gets more competitive because, you know, you're playing the tougher team. If you get that win, now you're in the in the finals and you're playing the best team. But, man, you've already got two games that you just played in the last two nights. Who's the scariest team for you? I said Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. But I, I tell you what, Stefan kind of scared me with San Diego because, hey, if that three ball is going down, whew, that could be a long day. But the way UCI plays, they play such great defense. And, you know, you probably heard Coach Russell Turner yelling during the game. Did you hear a coach going, hey, get over there, yeah. cover that guy? He's very demanding, but at the same time, he really gives a lot of praise when his players make great plays. He instills a lot of confidence, but at the same time, you know, he's making sure that they're staying with it, keeping your head in the game. Because when you have five guys playing that kind of defense, they're expelling a lot of energy on defense. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the offense will struggle just a little bit. But Yasso Worku and John Edgar Jr. with some timely shots. And, and then Brad Green, just, man, he's Dominated. just such a force down low. That's the big center. I mean, he's cleaning up the glass. He's like the Windex man. And then Tommy <laughs> Rutherford, he's also the Windex man. He's just high energy all the time. There's a loose ball. Most likely, Tommy Rutherford is always going to be in the neighborhood of that. I love the way he plays. He just has such high energy. And this is such a fun, fun team to watch. And then, yes, and when they go to their bench, UCI runs a, a deep rotation, so they pretty much bring five guys off the bench. And I noticed in uh, Saturday night's game, they kept one starter in with, with the four uh, bench players to kind of mix up, and then they gave that one starter rest when they had the other bench player with the four starters. So Did uh, uh, Dean get to play? Dean? I don't believe so. Oh, so I, Isaiah <laughs> Lee came off the bench. I know Aiden Krause is injured. Of course, we had Jerron Artest was playing mm-hmm. off the bench. Because you look at UCSB, they only went eight players deep. So so, uh, oh, Dean, Dean, he got in there. He, but, but he, he got, got in there, there with the last second. 30 seconds Devin when, Cole. They took out, when they took out yeah. uh, Brad Green and all yeah. the starters yeah. and they put him in for 30 seconds worth Trust of Trust me, Dean's going to be uh, playing a lot next year. Oh, yeah. Because sure. Rutherford's graduating. Check this out. When you look at our players, Rutherford, he has a, he's going to have a degree in civil engineering. I mean, they're not just taking like, oh, yeah, just take like, uh, you know, something simple and graduate. No, no. He's taking a very, very challenging. I mean, they all take very challenging curriculums and majors and minors and yet you're making all this time to play basketball but Mm -hmm. this is why they do it because it's so exciting here at UCI I know it's probably buzzing here at the university don't you think Elizabeth (laughs) yeah it's interesting you mentioned Tommy Rutherford because I know the first game I ever went to here I uh he he caught my eye because he had such this like uh jovial energy on the court and I was curious I me and my friends looked him up on Instagram just to see what his story (laughs) was you know and um I followed him and about 10 minutes later he followed me right back and I looked at his account and he's just this like wholesome midwestern boy that brings this like fire on the court and I was just surprised at the different types of personalities these guys have he's amazing he reminds me of uh years ago when I was really into the Lakers I'm always a Laker fan but when they had Mark Matson and Mark Matson went to Stanford, four-year grad, class act, All-American. And uh, Chick Hearn one time was describing it. He goes, such a classy gentleman, very intelligent, high basketball IQ, until there's a loose ball on the ground. <laughs> because the way he fights and all the energy that he would bring, he was that X factor coming off the bench and getting to the loose balls, where Tommy Rutherford plays more of a critical role because he does everything. And it's, it's really hard when you're not the focal point. Uh, he'll, he'll get the ball down low. That's the one thing our coaches uh, really, really stress 
or the coaching staff is getting the ball down low, moving it around, have a lot of motion back and forth. And mm-hmm. and he'll let them know. It's like if you're not getting the ball to the big guy down low where he doesn't get his touch, he'll let them know. And Rutherford gets some touches down low, but not, not enough. So he's out there really paying attention what's going on with the offensive flow. So if there's a missed shot, he, he's there to get the rebound. He's always there. I love his hustle and I love his energy. <laughs> and it's, it's really fun to to watch Turner's brand of basketball that he has these guys playing because correct me if I'm wrong but it's more of like an old-fashioned old-school type ball where it's like it's more big oriented and uh you know like growing up I never really watched that brand of basketball because I start, I became a basketball fan in the in the Steph Curry era when everybody wants sure. to expand past the three-point line and just like and seeing Brad and Tommy dominate is it's just is so fun because I know whenever I'm watching if I ever see Tommy on the low post or Brown on the low post, I know they're getting that ball, and I know they're putting it in the basket. Absolutely. Brad Green's got some nice moves down low, too. He, oh, even yeah. Shaq-esque. You know, the little drop step, mm-hmm. you know, up and under. and you know, He's a big guy, but Matt and I, we've seen him when he was a freshman, the transformation of his body, how he just is big, he's strong, mm-hmm. very athletic, he can run the floor. That's what UCI basketball has always been. They really invest a lot in the in the big guys. Yeah. And as you saw, Mamadou was at the game, one of our big centers from 2015, mm-hmm. seven foot six. I walked by him. I just said hello to him. I said, uh, Mr. Mamadou, and he, just, he was really nice. Yeah. But a lot of people were going up to him, getting his picture or their mm-hmm. picture with him. But he's playing pro ball down in uh, Senegal, where he's from. So oh, he's awesome. doing really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's having a good time. I mean, that's the thing. Basketball is a global sport. I was in Australia for the Australian Open this past year. However, I was when I first got there... Flicking around the tube for going out, whatever. I saw, oh, there's a basketball game. Well, man, they got a basketball league. There's even like they're copying some of the names like the Suns, the Jazz. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> What's going on here? So basketball is a global sport. Yeah. And and another one of our former players who was amazing, Jonathan Galloway. I'm, I know you didn't get a chance to see him play. Now, what year are you in, Elizabeth? Um, I'm a third year transfer student. So okay. this is actually my first okay. year here. So Gallo was like the rock of our team, you know, for the last five years, at least the last four years. He's in Denmark right now playing for pro ball, and he's doing really well. I think the other night he had 14 points, 15 rebounds, and three block shots. Wow. So, so it's good to see our UCI alum, our former players, doing well in the pros. But you know what? This is what's beauty about coming to UCI. This is a four-year school. These players get to grow and develop, and we saw it this year, how this team came together. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to Adam Doe. I know he's oh, listening in homie. right now. Yeah, the Adam, homie. he came up and said hello to me at the game. Adam uh, just got a job with the Clippers yes, sir. with their events staff so i know he's excited about that we'll definitely have him on the show you know down the line maybe in about a month or so let him get settled in so he can share some experiences what it's like following his career path we're happy for you adam but uh getting back to uci basketball this is what's so exciting about this university and obviously this is coach russell turner's 11th season and what he's done this entire coaching staff like i said coach ryan coach wilder they really built this basketball program up to where now players like jaron artest want to come here Mm -hmm. they want to get a good education but yet have four years so let me ask you, what is your passion? What? So this is it's fun, always a funny question to me because I honestly didn't figure this out until my summer heading into senior year of high school. Uh, like all three years of high school, I, like I thought, oh, yeah, I want to go into biochemistry. I want to go into a STEM field. But then I realized, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not too good at that. Uh, and then I, th- I really kind of sat down and thought to myself, I was like, okay, what do I really care about? And I thought back to like just watching the playoff games uh, with my dad on the couch. 
I thought back to going to like Raiders games, going to my high school games. And I was like, and playing baseball for five years, basketball for two in a rec league. And I just, I, I remembered, I was like, I love sports. And, you know, after doing some research and, you know, figuring out what exactly it was that I wanted to do, I finally figured out, okay, I, I can do, I can see myself doing the sports career. Because I applied to UCI on a whim. I didn't know a lot about the school. Um, all I knew is that they had a business program and only three UCs have it. When I came to the open house on April 20th of last year, that's where I, that's where I met uh, Brandon Hino and Sean Deleuze. Shout out to them, the presidents of uh, the Sports Business Association here at UCI. They really sold me on what their mission statement was for the club, which is just to provide students who are interested with the resources and skills to succeed in the sports industry. Even though my top school for sports, UMish, even though I didn't get in, I decided to come here because I was like, okay, it's a prestigious school. It's a nice environment. And plus this, this club can really help me to put myself on a platform to succeed in, in this career, that, which is also very competitive. Just like, you know, with film, it's very competitive. Yeah, I really just pursuing that hard this year. I've been able to work myself up to VP of marketing for SBA and I'm staff writer with the new That's U. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's it, awesome to grow and to move up. What have you learned from your time in SP? Is it sports? SBA or PA? Uh, SBA, the okay. Sports Business Association. I'd say... The number one thing I've learned is um, how to really multitask and time manage because so I'm VP, I'm one VP of two for marketing and we have like we have a lot of responsibilities in terms of running our social media platforms, creating uh, graphics for events and just promoting all of our events. And while it while it is very fun and I do enjoy it, it has been, you know, it it is even though it's I'm just in a club, it has become part of like a job for me. I've really learned how to just communicate with a group better. I've learned how to come to an agreement with Emery, the other VP, and how to really find that that creative midline or that creative agreement that isn't really easy for people to come to. I've also just learned a lot from our guest speakers because like we've had Coach Turner come and talk to us. We've had uh, Danny Fagan from the Clippers come and talk to us and many other guest speakers and just hearing from them and hearing about how to develop a better work ethic and, you know, what their certain roles entail. It's it's all been great. It's been fantastic. And Elizabeth, I want to you know direct to you. So you're a transfer, sure. third year transfer. So what made you transfer? So where did you transfer from? Well, I'm from Santa Cruz, California, okay. home of the Santa Cruz Warriors. Yes, the and Slugs. <laughs> the Slugs, yeah. I know they don't have too many uh, notable sports teams, but they're a good school. Um, but the reason why I decided to come here is, like you were saying, I applied on a whim, and I transferred from Cabrillo College, which was a uh, community college up there. And I was planning on going to CSULB for film, but there was one class I didn't end up taking, and so they said I couldn't come, and my uh, second option was either here or Northridge. And I thought, this school, it's close enough to L.A., I could probably find an internship in the film industry somewhere, and I thought it was just had a better quality of academics than Northridge, and it could hopefully push me further, both in academic uh -huh. and career. 
No, that's great. Actually, you landed in a good spot because I know we're just talking about off air. There's a lot of really good people here, even at KUCI. Like I was talking about Mike Casper Film School, his show. That's a, that's a person you definitely need to get in contact with, which you will. You know, he's he's really nice and friendly. He's always willing to help out. He's interviewed thousands and thousands of people in the film industry up there. So he knows a lot of people and kind of help guide you to where you want to go, at least give you some good advice. That's what's so great about this university. You know, you got we got two different people in here that are passionate about what they want to do film school you got sports business over here it's just it's this is awesome this is why why we do what we do i have read something interesting last night that said your parents have a favorite child and they went into the statistics behind it so my question is for stefan i know all of your articles are like your children Mm -hmm. but which one is your favorite children the first one the first one the first one because uh the one that got torn up no okay not the first that, that uh, was just to yeah. learn okay but i'm sorry continue no it's fine uh, the first one that i did it was uh, a uci women's soccer game against i believe it was fullerton yeah it was fullerton and i covered that with uh Duwati makariah he's an exceptional writer and that was fun because one, it was my first sporting event that I attended as a UCI student. Two, it was just my first ever sport event that I covered. And it was fun working with Dewati because, you know, working alone, it's like you know how you want to do it. You know how you want to structure it. And you have, like, kind of a plan. But with Dewati, since we had never worked together before, we had to bounce ideas off of each other. And it, it was fun because, like, uh, we were both looking at live stats. He saw the game differently than I did and vice versa. And then we both, you know, got to interview different players. It was it was just really fun, even though we had to sit on the extremely cold cement and we didn't have a special place, yeah. like, under a tent, like, on the field or anything like that. It was It was just fun, like, just being in that environment and experiencing – that for the first time it was yeah and just like writing it too it it was even it was even better because it was just like just the pro the learning process it was just the the most fun part well, that's what it's about let alone you're learning but when you're having fun while you're learning that just makes it all the better it's almost like don't think about all the hours you're putting in mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> and, and the women's soccer team there's a lot of great players have come through here it's, it's a great program our women's sports I and mean, we've had a lot of changeover in some of them like the volleyball I and mean, we had we lost a lot of really good seniors they're coming along you know next year i think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with you know coach hames she does a great job with the volleyball team the soccer team mm-hmm. does well but that's awesome you got something matt I do. I have a question for you. For Elizabeth. What is the best film of all time, in your opinion? Hmm. Well, I could give you my serious answer or my entertaining answer. Which one would you guys like? I will go with... Both? How about... What's the <laughs> one, the best film you think of all time in your favorite film of all time? I'll, <laughs> I'll rephrase that. Mm-hmm. That's a really hard question, and it almost goes back to what you asked about your favorite child. Because that's where I was going you know, with all, all my films are kind of that I've seen are like my children, and I think the most surprising movie that I've seen lately that really shocked me at how good this is, and this is going to be a surprising answer, is the live-action Dora movie, and it uh, <sighs> it was the. <laughs> Uh, Dora and the Lost City of Gold and I went to go see it with a friend and the reason why it shocked me is because it was one of those films that it was meant for kids but it wasn't really just because it had a ton of innuendo and there was even a scene where uh, Dora 
They alluded to her experimenting with psychedelics, shall we say? Whoa. Wow. And <laughs> it was, wow. Wow. I'm take my sister to that. And I was, it had really smart writing. And then I went into the, you know, who worked on the film to try to find out how it was made. And I found out that it was the guy who wrote Borat that wrote the Dora movie. And it, mm. that was another shocking factor. Wow. Because they are just completely different ends of the, you know, visual spectrum. <laughs> I, yeah, I did not want to see that movie, but now I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's worth watching. And then as for a film that uh, really, you know, stuck with me in like a professional way, shall we say, um, there was a movie called Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know if you guys saw that. Ooh, I know it's on Netflix. I've been wanting to watch it. It just seems like, uh, what is it? Is it like a sci-fi thriller kind it's of? It's like a, a psychological thriller. Psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. And it might be interesting for you to watch as like a reporter type because it is about this like kind of guerrilla reporter going into the city of L.A. And it's uh, really like high paced and it kind of uh, if you've seen Uncut Gems, the new Adam Sandler movie, it has very similar like kind of desperate energy. And it really wraps you in like nothing I've ever seen because the main character played by Jake Gyllenhaal is is a bit of a psychopath, but you end up kind of empathizing with him and that makes you question your own morals and so i think it just like cerebrally it's very stimulating on a lot of different levels wow very well said i mean now i'm gonna have to watch this i, I had it in my queue i just wasn't quite ready for it but now i'm gonna have to bring it on my question is for stefan if you were to have the sports I, I think it's called the sports mecca where all the sports are playing pretty much um if you were to pick one sport to watch above anything else what would it be basketball easily um it really has just become a transformative sport for me because i mean like i like i said i didn't become a fan until the steph curry era but that that was like late like mid steph curry era like around 2013 it's been really interesting this season especially because you know like seeing uh like kind of lebron reach the end and vince carter reaching his end and a lot of a lot of the greats are starting to leave, and we're starting to see a new generation of players. And um, it what's what, it being even more special too is uh, Kobe. Rest may he rest in peace. He inspired a lot of the uh, current generation, like Jason Tatum, Kawhi Leonard, Trey Young, Trey, uh, Trey yeah, Trey Young too, Trey Young. And um, I think he models his game more after Steph, but yeah. like it's just it's been so great because I can tell that Trey Young, Luka Doncic, yeah. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, so, so many young, talented players. Mm-hmm. And the thing with the NBA that I love about more than other sports is, I mean, of course, the the, the beautiful thing about sports is that anything can happen on any, any given night. Absolutely, especially when it comes to team sports. Yeah, but the better thing is that with the NBA, it's like, it's just, I don't know, It's it just seems more new to me every day. Because, yeah. uh, like, you know, you can expect Russell to go off for a triple-double, but then he'll go 0 for 27. And it's just, you know, you know, you never know. Yeah. It's like the, the good, the bad, all the in-between. It's mm-hmm. just it's so fun being able to, to experience Well, well that's also, you know, the regular season. Mm-hmm. But what's so nice about the NBA is when you get to the postseason, yeah, the teams like the Milwaukee Bucks are flying through oh, the regular yeah. season. But then there are these teams like the Dallas Mavericks are more built like for the postseason. So when you get into the postseason, it's a best of seven. Now it's like, okay, you might have had one game where you blew us out or, or we only played you twice or, or what have mm-hmm. you. When you get in a seven-game set, now it comes down to, to coaching, 
And then they really start breaking you down, every single player, and how we're going to defend you. And and if the first game you lose, it's always a team that loses the first game, has the upper hand going into the next game because they'll make their adjustments. It's a chess match. It's it's like a really good tennis match. You're just going back and forth, back and forth. Unless one team's more superior than the other, and they take care of business. But you're right. It's such an exciting sport in a sense of uh, just a high-level competition. And like you said, you're talking about the Steph Curry era. You know, I really enjoy the Shaq era. I really like the dominant center. But, you know, the game's constantly always evolving in it. Yeah. The big men are never going to go away. It's oh, just no, like no. Christoph Porzingis. Look what he's doing. The Seven unicorn. foot one. The unicorn yeah. is it's shooting lights out three pointers, man. That was unheard of, you know, twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's- yeah. A sleepy Sam is about the only one. And I was like, Oh wow, he was stretched the floor, you know, being the five and just dropping some three pointers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like what we're seeing now in the NBA is a completely different game as far as the game is changing. Like this Warriors came in and changed everything. So now you're seeing the Rockets starting PJ Tucker at center and he is only six foot six that's what? shorter than tommy rutherford that's shorter than brad green that's shorter than all these people so they are completely just ramping into small ball and they have had a really good run over the last i think 10 games they lost last night to the knicks but overall the nba is changing really fast and you're gonna see it become from these like slow down back to the basket shaquille o'neal you know it's, it's moving into fast pace more shots, more points scored. There's not going to be as much defense, too. You just hit on something, though. When you do get in a postseason, it does become more of a half-court game. At least that's how you want to control the game. And that's where I think you know teams like the Lakers could have an advantage, You know, having an Anthony Davis and you know Dwight Howard and, and JaVale McGee. But, I mean, you know, Anthony Davis, he really doesn't play back to the basket, but Dwight Howard can play back to the basket. And I know DeMarcus Cousins is no longer on the team, but he was definitely another player that could play back to the basket. And you kind of need that I think at, at certain times, but it works for the Lakers. But then yeah. again, Davis also could go outside and hit the three-pointer, which I, is crazy. I think the He's one, just amazing The player. one thing about the Lakers is going to be interesting. I think they are the best team, but they don't play up to where they are against the Clippers. I think that's going to be the interesting it, it, part because that's think, a matchup, though. That's, that's just the that's matchup. what I'm saying. It's yeah. like when we go yeah. into the postseason, it depends on matchups because it's like a triangle, right? The Rockets can beat the Clippers, the Lakers can beat the Rockets, and then the Clippers can beat the Lakers. Oh, so yeah, it'll be one of those three teams, yeah. and it's going to all come down to those kind of matchups, in my opinion. But oh, that's I mean that's, that's a good take. That's a good angle. It's the triangle. <laughs> it's it's the angle. It's the triangle. All right, give me your hot take on this NBA season. I know you have one as a sports. Wait before writer. before you do that. So do you know what a hot take is, Elizabeth? You know, oh, you're going to be in for a treat. <laughs> I would say I have a general idea of okay. what a hot take is as a yeah. concept, but in relation to sports, please enlighten me. So it's basically you're just going off a limb and you're just going to make this wild prediction of what's going to happen. It's just having fun. So it's essentially you own it. It's your hot take. You could be completely wrong, but if you're right, like it's like the guy who stands on his soapbox and goes, the world is going to end. And then the one time he's right, you know, it's like, oh, that guy's right. It's that kind of a concept. So, well, let's hope he's not let's right. Let's hope he's, <laughs> he hasn't been right. So we're still good. Yeah. So, do you want a hot take for like? I want a hot take this in regular season, and, postseason, and, and, and any, any sport, any could be regular season, postseason. Give me the hottest thing you've been thinking. Giannis to Warriors 2021. Oh, stay woke. <laughs> uh, I honestly think that. If Milwaukee, because obviously they're having a phenomenal season, playing like the best defense in the league, and 
they're they're just doing really incredible. But you know, I know Giannis has said that he wants to stay with the Milwaukee Bucks for his whole career or something like that. I don't think that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna stay no, that way because th- so. um, at the end of the day, these these guys want to win, and it's like you know, oh yeah, the Warriors are the worst team in the West right now. Uh, it hurts me, but it's it's because you know we have a lot of picks. Um, we're developing our young guys right now, and oh, I, I, Giannis I, and Steph I, talk. That's all I'm saying. This Giannis is probably. Talk. Th- I'm telling you, this is probably a blessing in disguise for the Warriors. No, to, to, no, seriously, There's no, no, no disguise no, on it. It's a blessing. No, no, no. This is definitely a blessing. <laughs> Look, they've been in the finals for five straight years. Mm-hmm. You can't maintain that level, and it's just so hard on the body. I did not want Clay Thompson to get hurt last year. That series could have gone another way. The way he, <sighs> he had that Kobe Bryant look on his face, he had the mama mentality. He 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 was locked in. He and was going to still shot those free throws. Yeah. So mm-hmm. with that said, he's rested, hasn't played the whole year. Steph Curry's you know been out for a considerable amount of time. Draymond's Draymond, but like you said, now they got Andrew Wiggins. I don't know if, if they're going to use him for maybe a trade package Pause. where they could get Giannis. Yes. With the, with all the draft picks, that's that's that's, the, a, that's a possibility. But, but what I'm saying is, there's going to be a Warriors. 2.0 next year, and they're going to be right in the thick of things. So not only it's going to be the Lakers Clippers, it'll be the Lakers Clippers Warriors, the three-headed monsters, yeah. and then the Rock- Rockets. So you'll have those four top teams. That's why they traded D'Angelo Russell for Wiggins, because Wiggins has a higher contract back end. So that Absolutely. they can, they gave him a front-loaded shorter max and then the super max in the back end. They can go out and pretty much trade for any one of those big superstars and take those two picks that they got and go out and get anyone. So we'll see what ends up happening. I like your hot take. I Thank like you. it. Thank I'm a you. Golden State Warriors fan. Okay. I have been. Uh, all I, right, cool, cool. Before okay. Steph, even all them, like I love them now and I'll love so them. So Elizabeth. Not to shift gears, but do you have a hot take? Ooh. Oh, it doesn't have to be in sports. Hmm. A hot take in general? Yeah, just a hot take in general. Something that you've been thinking about, mm. that just just some wild prediction. All right. Well, uh, my hot take, I guess since it's Super Tuesday in relation to that, I'd say uh, go out and vote, people. <laughs> but uh, I think Bernie might end up uh, clinching the nomination for the Democratic Party. And wow. 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 That's huge. Wow. <laughs> not a super hot take, yeah. but hey. I would say it's, you know, a year ago, that wouldn't be something that a lot of people would believe in, but I've been seeing people come out of, you know, nowhere to, like, support him, and he's been getting, like, record number turnout in the polls from, like, young voters from he's even getting like a lot of uneducated voters and voters from uh more economically disadvantaged areas so i'd say he he might do something that obama did which is pull in a lot of voters that don't typically vote and so i think we're going to be surprised at how far he's going to go that's a that's actually a fascinating hot take Mm -hmm. oh yeah hey i don't care who you vote for just go vote yeah, I, I really don't like he, people get in political discussions. And but it's be like, aware on Proposition 13. Don't follow what they say on TV. I'm just saying that I'm not telling you to vote yes or no. I would say vote no. Well, if you want to save your money because I don't think that money's going to go where they say it's going to go. And when you really read into it and you do your research on that, it's not what they say it is. They got a surplus of money. And there's also a prop that came in in 1988 
was supposed to be 40% of uh, certain funds was supposed to be funded into our schools. And that hasn't been done. Like, we need to fix that first before we go around and give money to Gavin Newsom shaking his tin can. Well, anyway, well, so I went on well, a little rant there. Well, you, <laughs> you, went, you went off the reservation but let me, there. Let me soften Bring it, it back. up. Kevin's got his own hot Bring take. Bring it too. back. That's Kevin's hot take <laughs> right there. <laughs> Actually, I want to soften it up. My true hot take is this. I say you you see Irvine ant eaters make it to the sweet sixteen. Oh, that's a Luke. Oh, no, no Luke I like that. Take. No, I like dude, that. That's a hot take. I like that because a lot of that's people a hot take. Us. Are you saying Final Four? Say it. Sweet sixteen. Say it. Final Four. Elite Eight. I oh yes. <laughs> We're gonna keep negotiating, <laughs> keep getting them going. This, I never, you know, we. I think we just uh, something just was born here. We just created the negotiating hot take. Yes, it starts out as semi hot, then it gets hot. <laughs> now it's sizzling. Yeah, it's sizzling. <laughs> National champion. <laughs> I think. I think for UCLA. No, I used to say that every year. I said that last yeah. year. I, I had. I, I picked UC Irvine picks. all the way to the championship. Yep. <laughs> I mean, hey. Anything's possible, right? But you know what? They always say, why not reach for the stars, you know? And if you don't make it to the stars, it's fun reaching to it. Exactly. It's fun reaching to your goals. Now, so much potential in this room. I'm happy for both of you. Yeah. Thank you. you know, this is very unique because we all love film. We all love TV. We love sports. Yep. All right. Yeah. I got my hot takes. Okay. I, I'll right. do one film <laughs> and one sports. <laughs> okay. <laughs> NBA. Okay. I'll give you the sports one first. Okay. The Utah Jazz knock out one of those three teams that I talked about mm. of the triangle. Ooh, the Rockets, the Lakers. Yeah. 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 Okay. Interesting. And correct me if I'm wrong. Has Martin Scorsese won an Oscar before? Yes. Do you know that at all? He has? Yes. The right. Departed. The Departed. Okay. I was going to say that the next Oscar for Best Director will go to Jordan Peele. Ooh. That is a pretty valid take. I would say that's maybe in the lukewarm to hot territory. <laughs> oh, Luke, I doesn't You're saying he's going to win or get nominated? He's going to win. Yeah. So he's been nominated. Nominated yeah, is the he's, lukewarm. He's been knocking at the door. Yeah. Yeah. And he does have a new movie uh coming out called The Candyman that I just saw the trailer for the other it's day. Going to be the winner. When the trailer come out. Wait, a minute, not, not The Candyman like, you know, The Candyman. It that was it. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> I so it's an, a, 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 it. like a sequel or just a different version of it or just his own version it's of it? It's his interpretation of it. He okay. always throws his own uh, spins on things that have like political or social commentary. And this is going to be really interesting because you can Ooh. already see a ton of like, you know, social allusions in the trailer. And it's like three minutes and he just packs all these Easter eggs in there. Ooh, I got to go on IMDb, which is International <laughs> Movie Database, and uh, check out. I'm so glad I have you in here right now, or we have you in here, because I'm learning a lot about film. Yes. Obviously, I realize you're also a sports fan now. You're well, a UC Irvine anteater. We've yes. covered so much. We've been yeah. so far. You've learned about how parents do have a favorite child. They just don't tell you. <laughs> no, they, they just yeah. don't tell you. Yeah, and I mean, if they do tell you you're the favorite, but if you haven't been told, then I guess you know <laughs> you're the answer. Not, you're not the favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's I true. haven't yeah, been told. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Tomorrow night is the last game of the season. I urge, if you had so much fun Saturday night, I urge all you UCI students, if you have nothing going on, come on down to the Bren and you know support the, the last game of the year. It's senior night for the seniors of Tommy Rutherford, Yasawurku, 
the elevator man, Evan Leonard, because he He's elevates everyone's he game. Is. John Egger Jr. There you my go. Man. There you go. He does everything. Mm-hmm. He does everything for that team. I mean, he sacrifices, you know, some of his offensive game to really focus on playing great defense. He's just all over the place. He can play multiple positions. Those four guys. And I'm glad to see John Egger Jr. healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he missed out on last year's NCAA tournament due to an injury. So, you know, we really or they could have really used him last year, but he's going to be there this year. So that's that's why I predict the lead eight. <laughs> Keep going. But, but, you know, <laughs> Keep going. championship bound. But I don't want to, you know, I mean, last year I had him all the way, you know, winning the national championship. It's all about having a good time. Yeah. That's what they play hard for. They play this wonderful season. You know, they grow. You know, and took all the younger guys under the wing. I mean, Colin Velt, my God, he's just a stud. I mean, that guy. That one game we went to where he, or actually, you weren't there, but uh, he had a career high thirty three points in the second half. He didn't miss. He didn't miss. He shot from any everywhere, and he didn't miss. And his confidence, yeah. is, is crazy. It's, it's so fun to watch. But it's his defense. It's, it's the length that he has on defense. That's where he's really stepped up. And, and on Twitter, Jonathan Galloway even shouts out every now and again, checking up on his uh, UCI team. But right. what you got there, Matty? I just came up with an idea. I got one for Stefan. I'm going to say a player name on okay. UCI. I want you to give me the NBA comparison. Oh. Colin okay. Velp. Ooh. Jokic. Jokic, wow, because <laughs> wow. his turnaround, because right. his turnaround, right, right. Collins' turnaround is is good. I was gonna say Davis Bertans, if you know who that is. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. on the Wizards, I think he's he's very similar to that. All right, next next one, okay, John Edgar Jr. John Edgar Jr. Mm. It's tough. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Donovan Mitchell. I was thinking that. I'm gonna go. Donovan yeah. Mitchell. I was thinking yeah. that. Really. Uh. Give me Brad Green. Brad Green. Ooh. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> that's another hot take. That's another hot take. <laughs> no, I'm serious, man. He's seven foot, just shy of 300 pounds. He's very athletic. I mean, I'm talking about a young Shaq when he was with Orlando. All right, all right. And he has those moves, and he's dominant. Hey, he had eight block shots two games ago, career okay. high. He dominates the paint. And even when he's not blocking shots, he's altering shots. Well, what about like a Hassan Whiteside? I current think, I was thinking that. I was okay, thinking current. That. Current players only. I was thinking Hassan or uh, honestly Dwight. Dwight, yeah. I mean, even though even though Brad isn't like known for like yeah, crazy jumping. dunks or anything like that, it's just he's he gets boards. Like he's a role player. Yeah. Jerron Artest. Jerron Artest. Ooh. Why am I blinking? I, uh, I can't say his dad. He's retired. You can't say it's got to be active players. That's what oh the. Goodness. That's where the hard part is. A lockdown um, defender that can shoot the three ball. Clay. 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 Mm. I mean, obviously there's room for improvement, but just hit because of his defense. I was how, gonna how say Patrick Beverly. Mm, actually, that's a close one. That's a close <laughs> one. I, I like that better. That's a I think the, this is a fun mm. game. I yeah. got. I got to do that. I get. I got to remember yeah. this one. But, uh, yeah, I think we are getting kind of close to calling it here. But yeah, we're getting close, but, you know, there's a lot of good stuff going on around here on the campus. Yeah. If you want to take a drive up to USC and skip school, go, go, go. <laughs> if you I don't recommend uh, skipping school. But, uh, if you want but to tom- skip school, go play but tomorrow sports night. and pay <laughs> money to our university. That's true. Did you know yes. UCI has the best esports program in the nation? Yep. They do. I actually just applied for their internship. Nice. It, it was it was spawned in 2016. Think about that. It's blowing up That's like crazy. no other. They actually, they're going to be 
I'm not sure when it is, but there's a big event that's supposed to happen at the Bren Center for esports. Oh, awesome. Because they're in their season now. I know, Matt and I, we got to get in touch with uh, some of the esports yeah, we gotta get on uh, that. people. Now that I'm back in the swing of things, mm-hmm. it took a couple weeks for me to get back from Australia. That's that's quite a ride, but I'd say what an amazing experience that was to be at the Grand Slam tournament. You know, there's only four of those a year from start to finish. And, and to follow it all the way yeah. along. It's pretty cool. It's like the NCAA tournament. You have 64 teams. Well, in a Grand Slam, you, you start out with 128 singles players, oh, wow. men's and women's, and then doubles. And I want to say thank you to our two guests. Yes. Elizabeth. Thank you, Elizabeth. We are running really short on time. So thank you, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me. Go and crush the rest of the classes here, and you're <laughs> going to have a great show. I look forward to listening to it. Stefan, I'm going to continue reading your work. I appreciate I'm going to continue supporting you and whatever you, you need. You. We always support. We always support here at Sports Matters. But before you do that, all sports matters.